0: Welcome to Glass Minute. I'm your host for this week, Mark Parkinson. Joining me is Amber Stewart. Hi,
1: Amber. Hello.
0: This is Minute seventy-three, the seventy-third minute, from one hour twelve minutes zero seconds to one hour twelve minutes and fifty-nine seconds in. In this minute, biographers plural, and Helen tells us more about Cassandra.
2: Biographers. Plural. The girl was six years old.
0: I think that we'll let's start with biographers plural because that's Mm -hmm. the butt of the joke. I just sort of I I didn't spoil it, but our (laughs) our Helen's uh, sorry Cassandra's journal was that she kept since she was six was Mm -hmm. titled "Notes for Future Biographers," and Helen notes so good. Biographers plural, like she was going to have many people interested in her life, and after this, I believe it. Oh, yeah. I, even even with the life cut short i i believe she would have multiple biographers
1: yeah i mean Mission just based on the flashbacks that we saw where now we know that was andy versus helen where yeah. she was bringing together you know the the team as it is you know she had to make all those connections she had to have the business sense So it makes sense to me that from a very young age, she she was poised and confident and knew what she wanted to do. She knew where she was trying to get to. And yeah, just yeah. And she was starting as soon as she possibly could, like day after high school, (laughs) gone. And
0: the people sense like she she knew all of these people, even though they at the time were kind of nothing special yeah. didn't appear to be anything special yeah but or had been
1: special knew. and then we're kind of in a low point and yeah she for birdie she potential. was not doing too yeah well. yeah
0: yeah yeah we learned earlier that what they had in common you know from what helen we now know helen said what they had in common was they all needed miles and they all owed their success to miles mm-hmm. in fact they were they needed Miles because Andy was gone. They really got their success yeah. from Andy. That, that Andy handed them uh, the opportunity. That, that she brought these people together. So they, I do actually have a little more respect for all of them just after this because now I'm thinking not that, um, you know, they're they were just favored by someone who used them to work his way into positions of power Mm -hmm. i have less respect for miles and more respect (laughs) for all of them because now i'm thinking okay no andy saw something in them help possibly help them get to where they are and then now they're dependent on miles but they were dependent on miles and andy and i don't think that that was because andy thought well i could just manipulate these people i think andy saw something in them
1: yeah i i agree for sure i don't think Andy strikes me as the type of person who would surround herself with people she had to carry. Yeah. Maybe people that could elevate each other and her and her, you know, by being part of a group rather than yeah. striking out on their own or, or her having to do everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think she saw them. Like, I don't think she would speak in the same terms as miles because he's it is, it is Miles' character to be full of crap, and oh, yeah. and I don't think Andy was, but I think she did see something in them, and yeah, that there was that they had potential that was um, that was untapped, or that still remained in, in Bernie's case especially, it still remained even though she had fallen on kind of hard times there, and, and, mm-hmm. and is kind of a, you know a wastrel in some ways <laughs> uh, yeah this this is again like previous minutes that we've had for this this grouping, did make me reevaluate even things I thought the movie was trying to tell me for certain were true. I mm-hmm. kind of reevaluate some of those. Um, speaking more of of Cassandra's character or Andy's character, <laughs> literally, <laughs> Helen and Andy used to play a, a play actor character. They called I I'm quoting the movie here. <laughs> they called Rich Bitch. I'll say. Don't Rich, be mad Rich, at
1: us, iTunes.
0: <laughs> Rich B word, and then uh, Cassandra went and did it and became Rich B word.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the day after high school, she shot off to New York and she just never looked back. <laughs> you know, when we were kids, we goofed together and we do this character, Rich Bitch. Heavens, the dog ate the caviar again. <laughs> And then I hear her doing a talk, and that's exactly how she sounded. Rich bitch. And I'm like, who are you fooling, girl? Not me. She had the guts and brains for both of us, and I was just happy watching her, you know?
0: I really get the impression here that Helen, even though she she kind of laughs at that, she laughs. I don't feel like there's scorn there. Like, she seems, she says she was happy, and I believe her, that yeah, she was Yeah, there's a delight genuinely that her sort
1: of tricked these people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that she doesn't but respect. <laughs>
0: yeah when she says you're not fooling me i really i that really didn't seem like the way she looked at it and you're not fooling me i know you're still my sister cassandra
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're fooling these other people who think you're this you know different person mm-hmm. um you know this this privileged person who you've pulled the act off of and you you've turn this affectation voice we used to do as kind of a joke, but you've made that your real persona.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, And yeah, let me just say that I fully with 100% of my heart believe that the phrase heavens, the dog ate the caviar again is something that either (laughs) Blanc, (laughs) Philip, or the real life human being Hugh Grant have said in its entirety. (laughs) That's what I think. I, (laughs)
0: Hugh Grant of all of the actors and or <laughs> characters here, Hugh Grant and Philip, have the. I hear that in their voice most believably. Yes. Uh, and and also, just a I little would believe. Put out,
1: not angry or upset. Just heavens! The dog ate the caviar again. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I also don't find it hard to believe that that Philip Hugh Grant's character here might not ha- might have like a like a Yorkie. Or oh. other kind of small, kind of annoying dog, which would be like the bane of Blanc's existence. Yes. That he would hate that dog so much, but his partner has it's, this dog. He's right, on right, right.
1: either end yeah. of that spectrum. He either loads this little creature that makes a mess in his home, in their home, I should say, or he absolutely dotes on it. And it has a little matching house coat that he, <laughs> he has yeah. a little doggy dressing Exactly. Out. And that
0: like Victorian sleeping yes. cap that he was wearing in the bathtub yes. with a tassel sort on top.
1: His yes. almost fez. Like yeah. like Yes, yes. Uh, and I think the dog might also, if that's where Blanc is in terms of the dog, which we both definitely know exists. Uh, <laughs> it also has his little bathing costume. That's what he calls it. It's not a swimsuit. It's a bathing costume.
0: <laughs> I imagine every time Blanc gets a gets a gift of clothes from mm-hmm. Philip,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Blanc is like, "Did you did you buy a matching hat for your stupid?" dog <laughs> yeah yeah and did if blonde doesn't like did you the buy dog, gerald Phillip? a matching yes. hat yes because i <laughs> oh
1: gerald yes it has a human <laughs> and then philip says,
0: no no i wouldn't do that to you i know you don't like that and then next morning he would come out wearing this new cravat or whatever and gerald would have a matching one and he would just he would just put his head in his hands <laughs> <laughs> oh philip my God. goes and picks him up at the airport and there's the dog wearing the same clothes yes. and he just. I knew you'd wear
1: that one when you came home. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If if Blanc is on the end of the spectrum where he can't stand the dog, Philip delights in tormenting him yes. with matching yes. clothes with the dog. Because if, he knows it's Philip's, you know, best little friend. He can't get rid of him. Mine right now is annoying me for pets just off camera.
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> if I were... If I were just for giggles, if I were if I were doing the the novelization of Glass Onion, Mm -hmm. that dog would exist. And it would have a maybe actually either a sort of, you know, Gerald or Reginald, a sort of upper class British twits that I name or possibly um, uh, like Menelaus or or Agamemnon, some some.
1: Another
2: related Greek
0: Greek mythology (laughs) name. Yeah, that would that would uh, make make a joke out of Miles and 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 be silly and would fit the plot somehow.
1: Oh, yes. You went again the opposite direction for me, which I still very much enjoy that if it wasn't like Gerald or Reginald, it would be like, you know, Bertie. Or something from, like, you know, Jeeves and Worcester. Oh,
0: sure, yeah. Yeah, where, like, they yeah. all had
1: completely ridiculous nicknames that no one paid <laughs> any mind to. Where they're like, yeah, that's just what we call them. Yeah, <laughs> your your, your whole dog's name is
0: Bingo Barty Phelps <laughs> yes. or whatever? Like, yeah, the whole, yeah. you have to say it every time. Oh, geez. Exactly, that's yeah. his
1: whole name. You have to respect <laughs> it. Uh, I can't wait to see this dog in Knives Out 3, Ryan, which, again, I know Ryan Johnson loves this podcast. You must, be, you must be
0: listening, and this is necessary.
1: Yeah, we won't yeah. be mad if the dog's in there. We won't, you know.
0: You can retcon we'll, the dog. Yeah, it, it's
1: fine. exactly. Just yeah. Parker and I just want a little nod in the credits, just, you know, with thanks to. Yeah, yeah.
0: Dog dog, uh, creation credit by. Exactly. Yeah. You know what, gaffer? I don't mind. Yeah, I don't Um, know what a
1: best boy is, but yeah, put me on. Yeah, sure. Yes, but um, after the, you know, after again dating this podcast a bit, after the strike, you know, after the strike is resolved, right, to the best of all parties, we we stand in solidarity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't want to cross a picket line. Exactly. Uh, This is yeah, we're we're handing out a suggestion. We're not doing the writing.
1: So Um, true. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of our rich B line, this is we haven't talked too much about like Blanc's reactions to to Helen's story because he's been keeping it pretty close to the vest. But he just gives this yeah. little smile when she's telling the story that I don't know. I think even when Daniel Craig isn't speaking as Blanc, you know, he's a very good actor. He, the character where Blanc is invested in the story. He's not just waiting out. Helen to finish talking, you know, he's not bored or otherwise annoyed that this unknown person has interrupted his very long bath. (laughs) You know, he's like, Oh yeah, this is fun. He's, he's engaged. He's engaged and engaging.
0: Yeah. Block also seems to have a, um, I don't, I don't know if, if contempt is the right word, but he Mm -hmm. definitely doesn't have a, an automatic respect for rich people mm-hmm. and i think that like that like the joking about rich people and the ridiculousness of them is something that would be endearing Oh yes. um to block and partly because he deals with them you know uh, and and that's might be coming from ryan johnson definitely from the movies themselves are boofs of different kind of rich people yeah, you know, before so we had a kind of a mush between um, you know really was the story of a self-made man and his obnoxious children mm-hmm. <laughs> and in this one we have a, a faux self-made man because clearly Andy made miles yes uh, and and they're obnoxious friends some of whom do I would I would guess come from some kind of privileged background. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you go from zero to senator very often. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and some might not. Some might come from very working-class backgrounds. Uh, there's definitely a class division between the sort of, like, almost clue style between mm-hmm. you know, like the, like, the maid and the cook and the people who were the network of versus people who were worth being informed on. Yes. And there's definitely, like, you got, you know, Peg and um, duke's girlfriend's
1: name i can't oh, remember i know i feel so bad i've also forgotten i mean i'll be honest until you said peg i did kind of forget peg was there and <laughs> she's my favorite character yeah thing that's ever happened just like sorry, Miles forgot her name yeah uh, <laughs>
0: but that yeah there's definitely a division between the 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 working class People who still have a working class in here, or okay. who seem like they are, and the and the, you know, whether they came from there or have attained that status, uh, the the upper class or uh, or well-to-do in some way, um, characters. Mm-hmm. We do also another. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned this. But we did talk a little bit about it uh, in our in our pre-show preamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the scenes that felt very different we don't see it again but one of the scenes that felt very different looking back on it now with this was the destruction of the box when Mm -hmm. who we thought was andy and now we know is helen took a hammer to that box right after it arrived because we thought it was andy got this box from miles she was like you know i hate you miles and you yeah (laughs) yeah and like went nuts on that box now we know in fact it was helen who just got back from the morgue identifying her sister's body.
1: So you, um, you get the call.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get the call, and I fly in. This was yesterday, and then I, I go to Andy's house. I'm cleaning it out. It's a mess. All of her books everywhere. And I'm just thinking about what was taken from my sister, how I wasn't there for her, and I'm getting angrier and angrier, and then I just hear a knock at the door, and it's some carrier with this thing from Miles Braun. And I'm sure there's some clever way to open it.
0: She says, I'm just, I'm sitting at the house and I'm getting angrier and angrier. And then this box gets here and it's from miles. And then we see the box and she's brought all the pieces with her, but she Mm -hmm. has, she has, she has finished that box. That box is open. You do not get more open (laughs) than the box.
1: You open it with a hammer
0: is well and truly opened. And
1: yeah, it is a box only in memory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: It has sides, but the top is gone. True, and true. Uh, but, but again, it it both made that moment less funny. Now I feel a lot of sympathy mm-hmm. for her, and I and I I care more about her as a character than I did when I saw that it was her, or I when I saw her, but I thought she was Andy, yeah. and I thought she's angry because things went bad, and she's upset possibly really really justifiably but yeah. it's still this is a very different kind of source of anger and oh, also nice. impressed that she didn't like throw the box on the ground and go totally you know
1: back over it with the car yeah right and just like go
0: <laughs> totally nuts but in fact she seemed to even though with a hammer seemed to be again with the composure of a third grade teacher oh yeah uh, rather methodically uh just like even though quickly and angrily, I took it apart with that hammer and then brought all the pieces.
1: Yes. And, and <laughs> yeah. Um, Might need it for that, you know, zoom tie dye. <laughs> to use make interesting mosaic tiles. <laughs> and
0: then, in pretty short order, went from there to a little bit of investigation. It seems like, and then to block.
1: Yeah, like yeah, like we were talking about. It is a very tight turnaround. She details. But she gets the call. I think she says yesterday, and then flies in from Alabama. Views the body, and then goes and is cleaning out Andy's house. Yeah, and which, then, that's something else yeah.
0: that grabbed because she says Andy's house is a mess, yes. which is another clue that I mean, who knows what is going through someone's head mm-hmm. uh, as they are they are considering, um, you know, they're considering suicide as as an option mm-hmm. um but andy is such a a well manicured person and persona
1: mm-hmm. it would
0: it seemed weird to me even from her perspective like yes but you, you want to ask why is the house a mess you feel mm-hmm. like she would like tidy things up before she went yes and she and wouldn't that, that... want
1: to leave something for her future biographers that would cause confusion or disarray. She had right. everything neatly laid out.
0: And, and that's also, I mean, that's kind of Helen's like, there wasn't a note. The place was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, this, and then, and then this box arrived and she, and she, you know, lost yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I think this also, um, oh gosh, I think I just lost my, my train of thought. Oh, but when we're talking about the rich B voice and Hel- Helen finding humor, And Andy uh, having this persona to get ahead in the corporate world, she knows her sister. And I think that carries more weight with Blanc when she's like, you know, something is not right here that I go and her home is a mess and there's no note. You know, if it had come from one of the, the disruptors, you'd be like, okay, yeah, like. Maybe you just didn't know her that well since your your group fell apart. But for her sister, even though she's not in close proximity to her, her twin sister, she's like, I know you. And this is not you. Something is wrong here.
0: Yeah. The way she says that one of the things that made her mad was that she wasn't there mm-hmm. for her. That was all the things that were taken from her, uh, which we're going to find out more about in further... Way beyond commits the whole thing of things that were taken from her, mm-hmm. but um, it did make me think that I think at this point yet, you know, Blanc is not sold yet by the end of this minute, though he will mm-hmm. be. But I mean, we know if we've already seen that part of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, we know he goes there. But it it definitely seems like she is a is a quick and decisive thinker. And uh, she is laying stuff out for Blanc. And i he's at least, I don't think he's being dismissive. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think laying it out, yeah. laying the groundwork is the perfect way to describe this. It's, again, third grade teacher. We keep saying it, but in when you are teaching, especially elementary school level kids, you yeah. are trying to explain often complex ideas and concepts. And you have to break it down into a way that they can understand that they can then build their knowledge on. So it makes complete sense to me that Andy's like, okay, here's all of the pieces. And when you put them together, you can see they are not forming this conclusion of my sister killed herself. Yeah. You know, everything I've laid out for you without her outright saying it at this point is being like, you know, here's everything. Does it, reach the conclusion that other people have told me to reach and you can like, tell hmm. something's fishy here
0: right <laughs> yeah and, and and she's saying to him and obviously yeah he's going to be
1: able to tell. exactly yeah and i also really loved just the um derision in helen's voice when she talks about the clever way there probably was to open the box oh and yeah, then, yeah yeah and again because the way our minute splits the button on that is uh, is at the top of our, our next episode. But I think that also just speaks volumes of... Helen is a person who enjoys something that is clever when it's, you know, well done. She can see the facade behind the cleverness that Miles has put into this yes. box. It is clever for clever's sake rather than clever for so you know another reason it's just there to show how smart somebody is rather than "ooh, that's a clever little trick you've done it's like okay we get it <laughs> you're clever yeah
0: yeah yeah i don't think she doesn't have time for that kind of game like that does no. not yeah, yeah she's
1: not there yeah. for the the trickery and the bs <laughs> yeah. that is miles
0: Don't know if I've got anything else to say about this particular minute. I think that's it. Think Do we have any it.
1: special bits for this episode that we should discuss? Um, it. Uh, Wednesday. No, oh yeah. We're, say, no, we're going to talk about the third film, right? Yeah.
0: Well, Our question, yes, is yes. is thinking about. We know there is going to be a a third Benoît Blanc film. Um, what Do you have any, any hopes for it? Oh, is there anything you want so to see? So many hopes, Parks. <laughs> besides, besides Gerald.
1: Besides Gerald the, the dog. dog, who is definitely real and exists. Um, <laughs> you know, I, when we did Knives Out Minute, and we you know, gave some guesses or a wish list of what we would hope the second movie would be, this was so far from what I thought it would be. That, and... I really love that. I love, again, not knowing. I love going into the mystery just like a shiny new penny, just completely ready to be dazzled and uh, amazed. But if, there, if Ryan Johnson, again, big fan of this podcast, gave me a call, or I don't even know if they're called tweets anymore, but he sent me a message on... Ex-posts?
0: <laughs> I think Ugh. they're just going to be called posts now. It's that's, very sad. That's confusing. How do you throw that brand recognition away? The word "tweet" is like a what verb. a
1: miles what a miles thing to do. Oh, I mean, <laughs> My,
0: miles is not based on on yeah. uh, on on a certain on, other musk for nothing. Yeah. It definitely it fits. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but
1: if Ryan were to get in contact with me. And say, hey, what should the third movie be about? Again, we're not breaking the writer strike. We're just chatting. I was like, yeah, definitely. We stand in solidarity. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see maybe a southern gothic that would oh, bring, that fun, yeah, yeah, that would bring Blanc back home. So because of again his simple country lawyer accent, you yeah, kind of yeah. assume he's from, you know, somewhere in the south. <laughs> he sounds very Savannah uh, Georgia, like somewhere, you know, he's definitely been sipping peach tea on the veranda at some point. I would love to see that. Um, I think that would require a little bit of delicacy to separate it from knives out in terms of, you know, you, you don't want it to be another family style mystery. So I'm I not think sure.
0: Where where we're that one. Cause the, each of them are sort of different kinds of, of rich jerk, collections Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we we haven't really had one that's that's legit old money like real aristocracy and if he were going you know like back to nolens or wherever Mm -hmm. um i don't think he has a new orleans accent but if he were doing (laughs) that um or maybe like his 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 first romance (gasps) their family was like a rich uh family and and Mm -hmm. that was uh, the case that inspired him a detective or something or made him flee the South and go all the way to to New York. I remember to yeah. you know I could I could see that being like there could be a real old money mm-hmm. situation that would be different from um, from the previous one. I don't had. Jonathan said he wants to keep it American, mm-hmm. and I think I think probably a, a, another commentary on American class. Uh. Very incisive
1: would be something in the would south be. for sure yeah so
0: I could totally imagine like because you could they really have' not this one brings up race mm-hmm. but I don't think it really deals with it you know it, it marta dealt with it more with yes. with marta being a uh an immigrant for a rich yeah. white family and being an immigrant and like her the uh at one point like being threatened by like, having like her mother deported like yes. that or we won't stop it if that happens. Like, there was more of a commentary on race mm-hmm. there than there is here. Um, Those more pointed, anyway. Mm-hmm. You could dig into that further if you did something like a Southern Gothic.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and just... Even if it was a, a family mystery, like, you know, he has to deal with an old money family, there are... So many permutations of that within yeah, that genre yeah. that I think Ryan could do an excellent job. And then on the complete, again, opposite side of the spectrum, would love to see Benoit Blanc deal with the Muppets. I, I think everyone <laughs> should have to do a Muppet movie because they are real beings that exist in our world. And I want to see Miss Piggy hit on Benoit Blanc.
0: <laughs> this should have been... The, the, the Haunted Mansion movie. <gasps> it should have been... So there right. was There was a haunting, and they call... You wouldn't even have to name him Benoit Blanc. Just, just give Ryan Johnson a pass yes. over the script and have him played by, uh, by, by Daniel Craig and do the accent. and Call him yeah. something else, and it would be fine.
1: Yeah. You know oh. uh,
0: But it would clearly be that character, what right? What a
1: missed opportunity.
0: Oh, that would have been great. That would have been great.
1: Fantastic. Oh, wow. I still dream of
0: like any, (laughs) any, everyone's a Muppet except for Mm -hmm. Daniel Craig would be a great except for and block would be a great except for.
1: I don't think people who only know Daniel Craig really from the James Bond movies understand what a talented actor he is. Right. Yeah. And that's why I've been so pleased with uh, his expanding um, notice in American culture you know, where, with Knives Out and its universe, and just everything else he's been able to do now that he has been freed from, from the role of James Bond. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen Logan Lucky, which actually was filmed in and around I Atlanta. Have. And he plays uh, an ex convict who gets sort of caught up in the scheme that Adam Driver and, oh boy, I am blanking on the other person. But it's like two brothers uh, cook okay. up this scheme to like uh, to steal money from essentially, I believe, a a race race car event. I don't want to Channing
0: Tatum. I see
1: Channing Tatum. That's his name. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is so truly funny. And Daniel Craig has one extremely platinum blonde hair in it. And Ooh. two, has the weirdest accent I've ever heard come out of his mouth. <laughs> it's a delight. It is delicious. He just seems to delicious. really
0: <laughs> love accent. I definitely loves chewing Blanc's southern drawl. Like oh, yeah. He really enjoys That part where he totally southerns it up at the docks, you can tell, like, theo Craig is loving this. Oh,
1: he's having a great time. I think I mentioned this in the Knives Out minute that uh, I believe in an interview Ryan mentioned that one of the first scenes they had with the entire cast together and the first scene where the rest of the cast heard Daniel Craig as Blanc for the first time was uh, when he's like interviewing them all in that room (laughs) <laughs> and he like walks in, and you know, ostensibly they've met Daniel off in the set, and you know he's spoken to them in his British accent and been like, hello, Daniel, blah blah blah, nice to meet you. Yeah. And then he walks out with that. Can you imagine how taken aback <laughs> you would be if you're like, what, what is this? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> I,
0: I, I never saw. I guess the other, like the ones that my friends have seen anyway would be mm-hmm. the girl with the dragon tattoo, and I guess. Cowboys and Aliens probably are the ones, but oh. I, I think the first non-James Bond thing I saw him in, mm-hmm. and he's got like a long list. He's oh, been yeah. active for a long time, though a lot of that is particularly British stuff, um, not all. Uh, but I think the, f- the first thing I remember anyway seeing him in that wasn't James Bond was Knives Out, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was I was definitely taken with like how how good his comic timing is. Oh, yes. How, how just, how, what a good actor he is. What yeah. A, he totally uh, embodies his character very well, despite it, and also does a really good James Bond. I don't really like James Bond movies very much, but I do enjoy some of the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah. Um, in, in particular, I, I really liked his, um, uh, the uh, Royale, the first one. He thinks the Royale mm-hmm. was, was great. And... Yeah, he did a great job, but also great block. I want him to do... I mean, I want him to
1: do this character forever. This I side. know. I think I'm, it looks yeah. like he's having fun. You know, there was a certain point in the James Bond franchise where you could kind of tell he was not having fun with that character anymore. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. I don't think it... You know, it wasn't. they weren't bad movies, but I think they took a lot out of him physically. <laughs> and yeah, they, I think... Yeah, there's just a very yeah. specific lane that james bond stays in and i don't think daniel craig wanted to be there anymore so i'm glad he's gotten this chance to stretch his acting wings and do a bunch of other things didn't mean yeah, i think comes. like
0: like hugh jackman um, mm-hmm. he's like can i stop working out yeah oh yeah you
1: know they're also tired of eating boiled yeah. chicken breast and yeah not drinking water so that their abs all stand out it has to be right? the
0: worst I just constantly like, okay, we're going to, we're going to film. We're finally going to start cameras rolling. So you have 20 minutes now to do pushups until mm-hmm. we start so that your muscles are really popping out there. Hey, keep that water away from Mr. Craig. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's just, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. What about you Park? What, uh, what do you want to see out of the knives out three?
0: I mean, I, the idea of a, of a, of a, prequel or a movie that relates to a previous case. I've at least mm-hmm. I've before. Um, it does sound really fun. Southern Gothic sounds like great fun to do or even that was something that was um, more specifically, not parodying, but began with a riff on another mm-hmm. famous detective story or mystery story would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think it's good that it has a very done setting you know Mm -hmm. i think the the island is a very done setting the sort of Mediterranean island is a very done setting and that was and it was good to go there and do something new the new england mansion was a very done setting and that's been good i i think um you know something else like a castle that has been relocated to america (laughs) or yeah, something
1: um, truly weird and unhinged and bonkers yeah. or
0: yeah southern gothic
1: <laughs> yeah would be good
0: yeah. something okay. else that's been kind of done before but then do something different with it i think has really been so far the hallmark of these two films i yeah. want to see continue on
1: for sure well i'm excited no matter what so ryan we trust oh you. yeah i'll i'll yeah. go see it no matter what <laughs>
0: Yeah, or, I'll, or, or if not, I'll at least see it. I mean, Netflix should be smart and make this a big release. Oh, but if definitely. they don't, I'll, I'll watch it wherever I can watch it. Yes, agreed.
1: Well, thank you very much for joining me. Amber, Amber, do you want to plug anything before we go? Yeah, well, you can find me on the former bird app at AMBRRR. Come chat with me about Glass Onion and our ideas to get Ryan Johnson to involve the Muppets in some capacity. <laughs> And uh, his next movie.
0: And you can find our show on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter at Glass, Unmin- Glass Onion Men, all one word. Please rate, review, subscribe to Glass Onion Minute on your podcatcher of choice. And goodbye to Amber. We'll see you tomorrow for our next minute, Minute 74.
1: Exciting. See you soon.